Hello. Hi. You are tuned into Synchronicity Podcast. Welcome back. We are here to serve, guide, and navigate these crazy waters that we call life together here at Synchronicity. Uh, we are Nicole and Megan. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah. Where it's always a wild, wild adventure. <laughs> We always talk about what's new in the world, kind of what we're curious about, what we're fearful of, like collecting information and hearing just the world around us and kind of what's going on. So we're in it with you. We talk about a lot of different things. Um, if you are an OG, welcome back. If you are a new person and you haven't listened to us before, make sure that you subscribe so that you get notifications when we decide to uh upload a new podcast because we're both Gemini's so it's never regular so if you subscribe then you'll know when we drop them we're getting better <laughs> yeah, but thanks. welcome and thanks for being here we are so excited today to have Vic Manzo uh, apparently that's the English way of saying it I was told earlier but we're super excited to have him on of course we'll have him introduce himself and we're really excited for this conversation so um, we'll jump right in and Vic tell us all about yourself yeah, appreciate it. I'm excited to be here, guys. I'm already feeling the, the the connection right before we got on, so I'm looking forward to this combo. Um, I've been a chiropractor for about 12 years, uh, and um, I just started about three and a half years ago, got into uh, business mindset coaching. It's something that um, has always been inspired. I've always been inspired by the mind, how it works, and, and so forth in some way, shape, or form, and uh with that and my background in energy healing and so forth, when I was going through, not at chiropractic school, but while in school, going and learning energy healing also, um, really opened up that world to just try to define, just understand a little bit more of this game called life and how I first can show up as a better player and then also be able to share and teach others. Very That's cool. awesome. Yeah. So with your background in chiropractic, um, we're, we're super excited to talk about this because we seem have, we've come across a lot of chiropractors that like, they understand, they get it. They understand the body. So if you want to like, give us kind of a little bit of information of like, why, why did you go into chiropractic? And then why did you leave? You know, I got into it. It wasn't like something I, you know, in chiropractic, we say that chiropractic most of the time finds you. It's not you finding it. Uh, and that was my story. My mom is a fitness instructor, still teaches 37 years in, uh, she's a yoga instructor for the last 20. So my model and understanding of health was, uh, exercise, eating right and supplements. That's just what I was seeing my mom do. And she did shakes and smoothies and all these things. And so as I watched her growing up, I spent a lot of time with her. Um, I was like, okay, that's health. And it wasn't until I was, I started my journey in exercising and so forth at 13, but it wasn't until I was 19 years old where that model got challenged. And it was kind of like dismantling because I was playing rugby for Arizona state for the club team. And at the same time, so I'm, I'm like in the best condition of my life. I can run a five minute mile, which is crazy. I don't like running as it is one mile I can do after that, forget about it. But <laughs> You know, but, but then there was like my, my strength, everything was just through the roof. But what was weird is every month, my health just started to decline. Like I got acne on my back, never had acne in my life. I had cold sores in my mouth every one to two weeks, uh, digestive issues, sensitivity, light headaches, TMJ. I can go down the whole list, but, but it was, every month it was just slowly new things were showing up and I was getting a little worried and scared. And, and when I was coming back home uh, to Chicago for the summer, I asked my mom, Hey, can you just, you know, let's book an appointment to a medical doctor. I'm a little nervous here. So long story short, it took about a month to get in about four days before she's like, why don't you go see Dr. Frank? 
That was a chiropractor I used to see. And she's been going, she's been seeing them since I was one. And I was like, yeah, if you can get me in, let's do it. And so got me in. Um, he was like, basically long story short, he's like, I can get rid of all your symptoms about, I'll help you get rid of your symptoms in two months. You're going to need chiropractic care for the rest of your life. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then when you go to Arizona state, you're going to need to, you know, go back, you make sure you find a chiropractor. And I was like, all right, let's do it. It's my health, whatever. Let's do this. Two months, all the symptoms are gone. What blew my mind, that was already mind blowing for me. What took it to a whole nother level was, again, remember my mindset was health is exercise, nutrition, and supplements, but yet four months into chiropractic, I got in the best shape of my life physically. Like I went down to 10% body fat, which was crazy. I'd never been that low. And I'm like, I didn't do nothing different. What the heck is going on? And that's what inspired me. But you know what? I'm going into business. I'm going to go back home to Chicago because paying out-of-state tuition in Arizona State plus chiropractic and everything, I know. So it wasn't happening. So I was like, I'm going to go into business and then I'll, I'll learn business stuff and then I'll go to school. And that's what kind of drew, that's how I got into the whole aspect of chiropractic. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So with that, um, you know, did you help others with, you know, their own, their own bodies and what, what did you find like in your journey of using chiropractic to help heal your body? Like, what did you find that came of that? In my journey of doing all that, like how the reactions or what people experience and those kind of things. Yes. Um, so it's one of the things where, you know, it, it was interesting because it was, where I came off because of that understanding of how, how do we, one thing that taught me was how we define things, what creates our life, right? So how I defined health was only going to be a certain level of what I can experience until. So when I worked with patients, it was always about how can I get them to see chiropractic more than what it is. Chiropractic is one of the most misunderstood things in the entire world when it comes to health. When I, I always told my the second half of my career, uh, my, my practice, I used to tell people I practice 1900 chiropractic. And the reason why I said it that way is because when we look at the creator of chiropractic, D.D. Palmer, he was very metaphysical. Chiropractic actually comes from a lot of occult practices, hermetic principles. But in our own profession, they don't accept that. And it was one of those things where this is when you look at that, we're really working with consciousness and how consciousness flows throughout the body. That's literally what we do. You know, the word subluxation, the thing we look for. To re when you go to a chiropractor, you get an adjustment. They are looking for something we call a subluxation. If you take the word for what it is, sub means below, lux is light, light or light life, and ation is a state of being or condition. So when you have a subluxation, you are in a state of being or have a condition that's expressing less light or life to the world. And when you're not expressing enough light or life to the world, well, something's going to have to take that place. And that's going to be darkness or it could be illness or however you want to call that. And that's the, the essence of it. When you look at you know, looking at the spine and how do we access the chakras? It's through the spine. And the more consciousness flows, the more the chakras spin, creates more light. So it's it's one of those things where I couldn't explain it to all my patients because if I said it like that to them, they'd be like, what the heck is this guy talking about? What, where am I at? I mean, they would I couldn't even talk about half the time about mindfulness in some ways of breath work and how it balances their nervous system. Cause like, I don't want to hear that stuff. You're my chiropractor. That's what I'm here for. But, but yeah, what was the beautiful thing about working as being a chiropractor is just seeing people return back and, and, and you can see the light in their eyes and, and it just slowly, but surely like every time I adjust them, I could just see their light in their eyes. Like it's just showing a little bit more. And it got even cooler when I went to focus more on pediatrics because to see it in a kid, which can't verbalize, can't logically say it works or doesn't work. It just does. And you'll see them get better over time. And it's like, wow, they're sleeping better. They're pooping better. They're, they're happier. They're this, they're that. And it's like, 
those were the most joyous moments for me uh, in helping individuals in that level. So it's helping them return their life back to them. And that was the kind of work and the influence we had with working with our patients and so forth. Well, how rewarding. Yeah. I'm also super curious, um, you know, because the the left is feminine, the right is masculine, right, in the body. You guys probably also see that as chiropractors. Um, it depends on the chiropractor, but like we look at, so like, um, it depends. I don't want to get too, too heady in this, but it's like right brain, left brain dominance, you know, it depends most of the time it's by gender, uh, biological sex for that matter. Um, and it's one of those things where like 80% of the time males are going to be right brain weak. Females are gonna be left brain weak because left brain is more logical. Uh, those kind of things where, where right brain is more that abstract emotional and so forth. Um, so there's that component. That's what I practiced in my office. I don't know if that's where you were going. I'm just yeah, sharing. No, I was curious <laughs> if you could see the energy in the body, right? Because trauma, we use Carl Jung's theory of like masculine and feminine wounds, right? And they usually come out in like hip problems on the left or hip problems on the right, depending on the balance of the actual energy. If your masculine and feminine aren't balanced in yourself, then you're it's going to play out in the body was really where I was going with that. And I- Neurologically, yes, because like yeah. when you have like a right brain weakness, now I don't know if this relates. To, I mean, I never looked at it in the sense of is it masculine or feminine energy. I do know, I do yeah. understand what you're sharing on that level, um, but I don't know if it related to that. But what I do know is that when you had a right brain weakness, most of the time your symptoms are going to be on the left. Um, and then if you have left brain weakness, most of the time won't be always, but most of the time it'll be on the right. And so it's always funny when I work with someone and they have like a shoulder issue. I'd be saying, "Go, yeah, you got left. It's it's because you're this side of the brain." They're like how is that? And I was like, well, I can explain it if you want, but I'm like, it's real simple. It's just, that's just, that's just, it's weak. So if it's weak, muscles are going to be tighter on the opposite side. Cause weak muscles are tight. If it's tighter, it's going to cause restrictions and hold things back. And then all this, there's all these other things that go on. If you want to go deeper into the science, like, no, we're good. We're good. Cause I don't know where they are. I mean, if they're an analytical, they want to know all that. If they're not an analytical, they're going to be like, no, just, you know, the drivers are like, people have like, they just want to get in. I don't even care. Just do what you got to do and get me out. And so so that's where I'm always like, when I'm sharing stuff, I'm like, okay, are we good here? You want me to go further? No, I'm further. I want to know more. Okay. I'll go further then. But sometimes they're just like, yeah, no, I'm done. This is, this is already over my head. Yeah, no, that's definitely, we, we run into that a lot. Like people are like, what? And we're just like, okay, you're wide-eyed. We're going to, we're going to dumb this down a little bit and move on to the next subject. (laughs) I know what you mean there. Yeah. Um, so with, I mean, now that you have, you have left your chiropractic practice now, and now you work in mindset coaching, correct? And, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of like mindset coaches pop up on the internet. Like they're, I don't know, everyone's a life coach. Well, everybody's a coach. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'd love to hear like more about like, what, what do you do in your practice? Like bringing from obviously your amazing background of understanding how the body works and energy and like your own story, mm-hmm. how you're bringing it in and changing and helping people change their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it have such a unique diverse background. So I, I take all those components and I utilize it in a way um, with also my own experience. I mean, I've tested all these out too. So it's not like, you know, even though it's a universal law or if it's, you know, stuff that's been shared for 25, 3000 years, uh, 2,500, 3,000 years. Um, it's one of those things where even for me, I was like, well, I want to know if this is true. So I'm going to test it in my own realms. I mean, I've had success in my practice. I've taken 40% hit, 40% hit on purpose, redirected my office. And then, you know, a year, year to year and a half, we're right back to where we were, you know, I've tested all these things out. So the, the, the biggest thing is how do I took the way my practice and what I do for my clients and coaching is I look at the aspect of how do I take 
quantum physics, neuroscience, spirituality, ancient wisdom, spiritual truths. How do I take all that plus behavioral neurology, neuroscience, then I take in uh, mindset where we got limiting belief, subconscious mind, how do we reframe the mind and so forth. So I take all those components. I'm like, how can I apply all that without explaining is minimizing the explanation as much as possible so I can keep it simple. And so a lot of the things I do from a mindset perspective, I mean, obviously I work on limiting beliefs. Those are things that will come up in my coaching. Um, But the biggest thing is vision. It's the biggest thing I work on. Um, in the beginning, at least, because vision is one of the undervalued things that we don't realize how powerful it is. And when you look at spirituality, if you look at neurology, if you look at quantum, it all ties together where your brain cannot tell the difference between what you put in there from an imagination or third eye or your mind's eye perspective to what it can, uh, what it sees with its own physical eyes. It doesn't know the difference. So why not use that to your advantage? I mean, billionaires do. I talk about, I tell people live in the quantum world and, and some people, especially in business, when I say, Hey, you can have effortless success. I, this is what I teach. And they're like, no, 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 that, 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 that doesn't, that makes no sense in the business world. <laughs> and I will go, I'll sit there and I'll just say, well, then why do, why do a lot of billionaires do that? I'm not saying all of them do. Cause some of them, I don't think they know they're in the quantum realm, but I think yeah. some of them do like, they're very well aware of it. And you can just tell by their demeanor how to handle, how they handle certain things. Um, and it's one of the things where, you know, having a vision, having, you know, you visualizing or using your imagination. Um, these are old things that have been taught and it's been taught in a certain way, but how do you utilize it in your life? That's the principles that I kind of take. Cause I don't teach anything new. I always tell people, I'm not going to teach you something new. I'm not going to phrase something in a cute little way and say, Hey, here you go. This is, this is my, this is what this means. And then you find out later it's the same meaning of something else. Um, but what I'll do is I'll package it in a way that you can digest it and make it a lot more simpler. So when we have a vision, we start to now all of a sudden have a point of where we want to go. And then I tell people to let it go detach. That's it. You've had your vision. You set it to the universe. You down, you uploaded it to it. Now you're done. Now let's focus on your vibe. Let's focus on your energy. What can we, what are that? Cause that's the work that makes me very customized and individual. I don't have a cookie cutter process. I don't have a system I'm going to put you through. Uh, I'm not against those for some who have it and some don't. I, I mean, there's some systems I use, but it's really what does the individual need? And that comes from my chiropractic background because chiropractic is individual. It is not, there is, you may do it. I may, even though the techniques I use, they were so individual to the moment at that time and only at that time. It wouldn't be the same adjustment the next time or the next time after, the next time after. The procedures are very similar, how we access and access the body to see what it needs. But the individualism was totally to that person. So I found the value in that through my own my own chiropractic experience and others. And that's how I've taken my coaching where when someone's like, so what's how you what's what's one thing you specialize in? I'm like, well, there's a lot I can specialize in. Let's you know, and it's hard. Like, how do you phrase what I just shared, all that stuff? Right. right. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what I do. And then I'm like, yeah, but there's limiting beliefs. There's this that we're going to, how do you find those? Well, there's two ways we find them. It's going to come up just in conversation. I pick it up very quickly with my intuition. But if I don't, there's techniques I used to access information to help people with like emotional healing when there's emotional blocks. Um, There's ways I can tap into things. So I will use those similar techniques to find things that what's the pressing limiting belief you have right now? What's the pressing limiting belief on money? Or is it general? What about a relationship? Because in my line of work, I'm looking at the five elements of life. If I have anything cute and nice that puts all together, it's this. It's called the five M's. And I only call it the five M's because my last name's Manzo. And that is your mindset, your marriage, which is all your relationships, your your uh, your movement, which is your physical health. And then you have mission, which is all the passions and things you want to share. It's your soul gifts, your gifts to the world, whatever that is. And we do inner work to find that. 
And then out of those four, if you do those right, the last one comes automatically, which is money. And so these are the principles I work on to help an individual from a holistic standpoint, again, coming back from a chiropractic principle, because if I can get the whole of all that working, then everything else is going to work itself out. You're going to be at a certain high vibe more often, which you're going to attract what you need to where you want to go. Yeah, that vision we talked about, that's in the back of your mind. You don't have to focus on it anymore. Let it go. Just focus on the vibe every day. If we do that right, everything aligns the way it should. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Well, in the power of letting go, I think it's, I think so many people, you know, get, they get almost like obsessed. Mm-hmm. Like it's this, this, like, I have to have it instead of really setting that true, like you said, intention, vision around something and just setting it to the universe is so important. And it makes space. It, it makes space in your mind. It makes space in your life. It makes space in your bank account. Like it's, it's really, it's a really powerful tool. That's, I love that. It's amazing right and i've met a lot of billionaires and you are correct they do live in the quantum i used to fly them on i was a private flight attendant so i've met a lot and they're like they're so clear and they're so clear on their vision but they're not attached to it they're so clear and concise and not there's none of the bullshit that a lot excuse my language but there's not a lot of the bullshit that a lot of us get bogged down with i mean they're such simple humans in a way because they've perfected the art of getting what they want uh you know it and so i can 100 percent vouch for you on that they really do live in oh. the quantum they're very clear yeah. um it's almost like a clear channel of just you know knowing what the world needs and getting it to them so it's uh well and it, it's removing fear it's removing doubt scarcity it's removing all of that well, i mean look at look here's i was using an example uh, elon musk 2019 Model 3 car, having so many issues at the warehouse with battery and production, couldn't get them out fast enough and so forth. And the whole business world started attacking him. They're like, oh, look, at you, how you, you're failing. The stock's going down. This has happened, blah, blah, blah. And I love his demeanor. I'm not a big fan of Elon Musk in certain ways, but I love Definitely. what he showed here. And he just sat there and he goes, you guys are just looking, and I'm paraphrasing like crazy. He just goes, you guys are looking at the short term of things. He goes, we have a vision. We have a plan. We're going to get to it. Yeah, this is just a bump in the road. And I sat there and I was like, that's vision right there. He's sharing how he has a vision. Because one of the things I share to my clients, why is vision so important? Because you don't get boggled down by the short term of whatever shows up. Because as long as you keep your eye on the vision of where you're going, you know, this is just part of the journey. And your mind, it's not mental toughness. You're just accepting and allowing that this is part of the process to fine tune me to really be aligned to where I want to go. Yeah. And then what is it? A year, a little over a year later, richest man in the world. Well, well, and people yeah. get so focused on the money. This is the other block mm-hmm. that we work a lot with is money trauma. And people are so focused on the money. It's like you had said earlier, you know, you took 40% of a hit and then, you know, you came back and are making that and you'll probably be even making more than what you were as a chiropractor because you had that vision of long-term success. You knew where you wanted to be and you were able to pull back and then push forward with what you wanted to do. And I think so many people struggle with coming out of corporate America or being able to enter this new age of working for yourself is what we're seeing a lot. And it's, you know, it, but it's, it's the mindset of having to have that paycheck. And I think it's one of the worst addictions we see mm-hmm. is the, you know, every two week paycheck, people just can't give that up. And the idea of it is just so ridiculous. So I love the idea of that vision of knowing where you're going so that you can deal with having those, um, those humps to overcome, right. Of like, okay, well, you know, I can let this go because I know where I'm headed. 
Uh, and it's really, it's re- that's, you cannot downplay the importance of that. So I love that Powerful. you focus on that and that you've done it yourself. Again, there's the embodiment that so many people uh, need because you, and I talk about this all the time, you have to have a coach that has walked the walk. You have to have the coach that's what they're telling you is what they've actually done. So um, just, uh, I, I appreciate that in um, fellow coaches when you know that they're not full of it. So, well, in, in week before we got on the, before we started recording, you had mentioned, you know, you had a spiritual coach early on in your twenties, right. you know, and if you want to, you guys can go back to talking to that. Oh, Cause I, I thought that was like really important, like okay. to share with people and like in your twenties, like you may think, you know, it all, but you don't know it all. You don't know it all. Like, I mean, yeah, you never know it all until you die. And <laughs> you then, you know have, you know, then that's a different realm of like next life. But, um, you know, if you, if you want to share that with our view, our listeners, because I thought it was a really important thing. Um, and it hasn't been talked about on our show yet. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a, a person who I remember meeting her cause I was getting some energy work done. And then she was also a Reiki master and trainer. And she was the one that got me into, the first thing I wanted to learn in energy healing, I was, I was 24 at the time. And, uh, I wanted to learn, I was like, I want to learn this thing about energy healing with hands. I feel like there's something about my hands and healing. And I've done this before and I don't understand. I want to learn formally first, right. Appease my left brain before I get creative with it on my own. And, um, and she was, and she became, I took her on as a, as a spiritual teacher to help me craft the gifts, learn about my, you know, all these different things that she helped me with. And it was a pivotal moment in my life to really open me up to the world of spirituality, because you understand being coming from, I was born and raised Italian Roman Catholic. So anything of this was considered the devil's work and um, channeling and connecting. There was all this, all that's devil stuff. That's going to be the devil talking to you. It just mistake, it construes in a different way. And um, so I had, I had those things I had to work through. Cause I'm like, okay, I trust this. I feel this, but then yet here's old conditioning, but I feel this is what I need to do, but this is old conditioning. And then, but I remember I was chatting with her one time and, and I was, she was just like, you're very, you're, you learn so quickly. And she's like, you're very well knowledgeable in a lot of things. But I remember her, she brought, I shared this with you guys and, and, and she brought it up one time and she's just like, but you won't gain wisdom unless you have experiences. So you need more experiences in life to really gain that wisdom. And I fought that. I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. And then <laughs> I remember years later, I wish I, you know, and I get to the point now I look and I, like you guys said, knowing it all, I always tell people, I don't call me an expert. Don't call me a master. Cause I don't know anything. Right. And they're like, I just know enough to be a, just slightly dangerous in the game of life, but I am not nowhere there when, and I had to have a, I had to have a check on this. Cause what I mean by check is I looked at how much we, our brain can actually contain when it comes to knowing something compared to the information that's out there. And it's like, we only can know maximum of like 0.00000, like 1% of what's out there of some sort. And I was like, that's nothing. And I was like, okay, I'm just, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I had, I mean, she, she guided me in a lot of ways and gave me a lot of wisdom. And I, and I appreciated that, but I even had a coach. I had a coach six months before I graduated chiropractic school. Mm -hmm. I was that ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I had no one, I didn't have mentors growing up. I mean, I had mentors, but not from a business side or learning about, you know, having someone who taught me a lot of wisdom. I had to learn stuff from, uh, maybe a book or sports or things like that to get it. I mean, I had a dad who was around, he was around, but not a lot cause he had to work. 
Um, and my dad's a man of very few words, but when he does speak, there is definitely wisdom that comes from him. And I always, as I'm older now, I look at him and said, dad, you should, you should have been like a, he always wanted to be like a coach or something more in sports. And I said, dad, you have wisdom in you. You've helped people who had alcohol, you know, addictions, and you've helped them get out of their alcohol addictions. Like you did a lot of good stuff, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, I've always, I still have a coach to this day. I've always had coaching along my life because it's one of those things where, what I've learned about the mind is that we have blind spots. The subconscious mind is so, again, you, you're unaware. And so it's one of those things, even, even to this day, as much as I work on myself, I know there's blind spots that are, they're still there and having a coach always helps me expose that. So then I know how I can correct and continue to move forward to where I want to go. Well, I think, I mean, that's so important, right? Always having a mentor or someone that's, that's there, that's guiding you in those spots. I mean, I think that that's a, a big, huge downfall in our society is this turn to the social media for like guidance and people don't seek out elders or wiser of knowledge well, anymore. They seek out validation. Yes. They don't seek, Hey, how can I improve my circumstance? Right. Like they're not, act, they're not looking for fault in self. Right. And it's, I always tell people, I'm like, it's a good thing if it's your fault, because if it's the rest of the world, then we're screwed because you're not going to change the world. So <laughs> it's good if it's you. Um, but people don't want to see that. And I actually finding it empowering and I, you know, to always have mentors and stuff that check you on your crap because we're all full of it. We really are. And there's ego and there's this dance between the soul and the ego that's constantly going on. And I tell people all the time, if you have a coach that tells you they have it all figured out, run. Because I'm constantly like, we're in this together and I'm learning as much from you as you are from me. I mean, it, it really is an exchange of energy, no matter who's where, because even the people that we coach, and I'm sure you see the same thing, they, they have things that we don't and we learn from them. And it's a beautiful thing. Just the dance of life of like, nobody ever gets there. So we all get to just like face plant essentially through this process. And it's, um, it's good not to be alone in that process. But I'm also curious how you harness the quantum um, with your clients, you know, using meditation or like how exactly do you kind of even get people in the mindset of because we work with a lot of people that are like quantum what like what like it's so yeah. it's fun. I want to hear how you kind of um, navigate that. Yeah, it was one of the things when again back going back to my chiropractic days, it was yeah, I was when I was studying energy medicine and energy healing, it was kind of in, in so intriguing and so amazing in so many ways. And I was trying to share it. And it was all this is crazy woo-woo stuff, you know. Colleagues of mine at the time, classmates were like, go do that instead of chiropractic. And I was always like, You guys just don't know where we come from. Right. Um, and that's where my left brain was like, Okay, I need to appease this and learn this from a scientific standpoint. And it was just learning and studying quantum physics experiments and the different things they've studied on consciousness and how, the, what they've come up with their studies. And I was just like, this is fascinating. Wow. This is really cool. So this is why like with vision, right? Vision is very critical. Well, how you see your life and what you see you're going towards is what you can create. And that's a double split slit study. And there's a lot that the double slit study shoulder the observer experiment. Um, but there's so many other facets to it. And, and, and so it's, you know, when we look at things, quantum physics has shown everything's energy. We already know that, but it's, I mean, when I say we already know that, that I always laugh because like everyone's like, oh yeah, look at the quantum physics, what it's leading to. I'm like, quantum physics is only proving what we've known for the last four or 5,000 years. It was back in spiritual, back in those days, we understood this stuff and yet we pushed it away for so long. And now the science is coming back and going, dang, well, we had that right too. Son of a gun. Um, <laughs> 
And so it's one of those things when I chat, but like everything's energy, right? So when we, when you hear that term though, this is why I tell, this is how I bring the quantum side of things. Cause I really teach and work on the vibe. This is some of the Joe Dispenza stuff we were talking about earlier. And it's, this is, this is some of his stuff I, I utilize in some ways because how do you set the tone every single day? Right. And tone is something I was conditioned in chiropractic because that's what the founder talked about. The tone of the nervous system. What's another word for tone vibration frequency. And right. so I was like, what it, cause you think of like a guitar string, the tone of the string of the guitar, it has a certain frequency to how it creates a sound. And it's the same concept where I was like, okay, how do we, you know, how do we help an individual hone in that vibration to create it every single day? Mm -hmm. And so this is where there are certain different practices I have. And depending on what the person needs, sometimes it's meditation, but I guess meditation nowadays is getting harder and harder for people. I'm not saying you still can't do it. There's some, I teach very simple ways of doing it. Um, like eating, brushing your teeth, you know, mm -hmm. shaving, washing dishes, you yeah. know, uh, working out and those, you gotta, you're going to do those things. And so why not meditate while you're doing them? And all you have to do is just be mindful, be focused on what you're doing. Um, but the way I say it's harder is because our attention span keeps getting less and less and less. We're under, we're at eight seconds right now. And that's less than a goldfish. I probably assume it's less than that now. Um, and so meditation becomes hard, but there's other techniques that we can use to how do we help an individual hone the vibration to stay centered? Because at the end of the day, going back to my chiropractic background, everything's nervous system. So if we can get balanced, the nervous system out a little bit, or just try to influence more of a balance there between the, the sympathetic, which is your fight or flight fawn, what is it? Fight or flight, freeze and fawn, or your parasympathetic, which is your growth and development. We can find that nice balance. Then we access higher centers of the brain. And so uh, meditation is great, but there's, you know, there's breath work stuff that people can do to help with that. And, you know, there's journaling, there's gratitude. Um, but for me, it's really just what feels that's why I want to get back to how do we communicate in the spiritual world is all about a feeling it's, it's picture, it's images and a feeling, right? How was your subconscious programmed? Same thing, an image, you saw something and it created an, a feeling of, of some firing of an emotion of some sort. And you said, wow, that's not good. So you program it. That's it. You take it as truth and you move on. So in the spiritual realms, is how we kind of communicate in the same way. In some ways we speak through energy, but it's very similar. Um, and so it's what can you create then for yourself to set that vibe every single day to be as high as possible? And that's where like Joe Dispenza uses stuff where you look into the future, right? And you hone right. in on that future self, create the shriek, that future gap. That's one thing I like to say, well, if that doesn't work for you, we got to have other tools. So if that doesn't work, how about going in your past and finding mm -hmm. something that makes you excited? Cause there's something there. Like for me, before having my, my daughter, who's four months old now, uh, before it was like sports or my wedding day or something like that. Now it's just my daughter. I sit, I see her in my arms and this little smile she does is like a little smirk before she really lights up. And I'm like, done. I'm there. My vibe's high. I'm good. <laughs> now I don't get into the quantum stuff too much. Notice I haven't talked about quantum physics, but there's a lot, everything I'm sharing though, I can back it up with quantum physics to show how that works. And that's kind of how I address things for my clients. Um, some people want to be very analytical and want to know more of it. And I share like experiments and I go down, you know, uh, some people are like, oh, about quarks and bosons and Planck. And I'm like, I can go down that path. I can go down that with you. I'm not an expert in quantum physics, but I can I can go down that path. I know enough of it. Right. Um, string theory we can get into. And some people like to know that stuff. But these are all very similar things that resonate to what I'm sharing here, especially string theory um, mm -hmm. to help individuals. But that's kind of the, some of the things we that I, I kind of focus on and work and introduce the quantum side because quantum is all about attracting and you know bringing things to your life rather than us doing 
as much as you still have to do, but it's a different way of doing it, which is the law of inspired action. Once you're aligned and then the time comes where you got to take action. Trust me, you have every, you're going to do it either by unconsciously do it, or you're going to feel like for me, when it comes, I get anxious and I don't get anxious often, but it'll be like something that keeps popping in my head. And then I get anxious and I'm like, why is this? And I'm like, okay, what am I saying? Why? I know why this is. And I'm like, all right, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to trust this. And then all of a sudden it's like, it all works out and you're like, all right, cool. That's pretty cool how that happened. Yeah. The self-awareness and the, um, again, I really like how you attune people to their nervous systems Yes, because we find that a lot too. It's like, people are so out of touch with their nervous systems. They have no idea. Like, I'm like, how do you feel about that? Like, how does this man or woman or, you know, whatever make you feel? And they're like, huh? I'm like, how does your body respond to them? I mean, they're like, I, don't I mean, know. it's actually amazing how out of touch people are with their bodies. And I'm like, this is the first, you know, if you're not in touch with your lower chakras, like, uh, good luck getting in the upper ones. Like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be grounded. So we got to get in touch with that. So it's, um, again, I I'm endlessly fascinated that the ones that the doctors that I see is very, um, forward thinking and very much put the power back in people are chiropractors. And really the only um, doctors we ever really have seen mm-hmm. regularly are chiropractors, um, you know, and that's helped us a lot with what we're aligned to and not aligned to is how I'll say that with, you know, what's been going on in the last couple of years. It's like, I trust my body and a chiropractor really encourages that to where Western medicine, I go into the doctor and they're like, well, you need this and this and this. And I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. My nervous system then reacts to it once I was attuned to it and from bo- both negative and positive, And it's not, this fight or flight. It's just this little like ding in my head where I'm like, pay attention to that, pay attention. So again, just reiterating what you're saying of like how much we really know and all of the communication that we're getting from the world and our inner guides um, that we just don't even know to listen to because we weren't taught to Mm -hmm. do that because it was like, we were also raised Catholic. So it's like, oh my gosh, that's the occult and that's this and that's that. And voodoo. But kids, kids so naturally are attuned to that. And so I love that you use your daughter as your guide because, uh, you know, when I spend time with children, they actually align me. They're so perfectly. And I love that you work with pediatrics and everything. Cause we see in children what we really ought to be. Um, you know, and I think a lot of parenting is just damage control, trying to keep out all of the, the nonsense that exists now, um, or probably has always existed, but you know, you, you watch kids, they forgive and they move on and they're attuned to what they like and they don't like, and they stand strong in those beliefs. And, um, so I'm sure with you working with children was just, it probably just made you sparkle even more than working with adults because they just light up a part of us that we have forgotten. So I'd love to hear like some of your journeys with kids that you've had, or maybe like a couple of stories just because kids make everybody happy. They do. And they're so present. They're so like, they remind you so much of like, that present moment that you yeah. like mentioned, like, I'm excited for this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, it was, it, you know, when I chose to go focus more on peds, it was one of the things where I'm like, I get to, because sh- I'm a big kid. And, uh, and it's one of those things where I was like, wow, I get to be a kid now in the office more. And the more I'm a kid, the more they're excited about with me and being yeah. with me. And it was just like the joy they have, but even like, like it's three, four-year-olds, how do I know three, four-year-olds are at their peak imagination and all this stuff? Well, I mean, I know from the brain side, from their developing of their brain, but but also being around them. 
like the cool like they would call my instrument like one guy one kid was autistic and i he called it the puncher yeah i used this instrument to adjust and he's like dr vic hits me with a puncher and he's out you know i said i looked at the mom i said just whatever he does just don't let him say that outside the office it yeah. just does not sound good like dr vic punched me today it's gonna be like wait a minute doctor punched you what do you mean wait but, yeah but that's what he called the instrument i used to adjust um but you know there's so many cool i have so many stories but one of the coolest ones i would say is with infants and, and, and developmentally in from pregnancy is how cool adjusting a pregnant woman. And then after a couple of weeks, she brings baby into the office. Sometimes it'd be, I usually recommend is do it on the way home if you can. Um, but one of the things is they'll bring the baby in. And again, I'm intuitive. So I'm picking up on energy and you can just see the, I'll be talking and the baby will just stare into my eyes. Like it knows me. Mm. And it'll smile. And I just look and I'm like, this is cool. Now it's not only one time that happened. It happened multitude of times. And I was always just like, this is so cool. Like just my voice, they're remembering me. And I don't know if it's energy because they do get babies do pick up on energy. Um, And I'm like, I'm wondering if that's probably more of it than anything. Um, But it's just so cool to see that. But I mean, stories of kids, I mean, autistic kids really, really Mm. warm my heart kid, you know, two and a half year old, three year old who can't speak, can't this or needs music to for anything to stay calm stems and everything else. Mom's done everything in the books. Nothing has gotten the help as much comes to our office. And then all of a sudden, I remember this because my wife, she's not, she, she gets emotional at times, but it was this one, this store, this person alone was one where I'll never forget the day. It was like four months into care. He didn't need music anymore, by the way, to stay calm for an adjustment. He loved the instrument. I actually would give him, I had two different ones. So I give him one to hold and I could do the other, do the work on him. But he was walking out one day and he turned to look at my wife and said, I love you. And my wife said, she almost lost it. I think I, I almost just lost it. <laughs> And I'll never forget this kiddo because he used to, every time I adjust him from then on, he go, Dr. Vic, I love you. And I go, I love you too, buddy. And it's, it's just that humanness that we lose as adults in some way, because again, you like I said, kids, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not conditioned yet. Their brain hasn't got the logic, you know, logic kicks in around five, six, especially seven is when it fully starts to kick in. Um, so they're not really pulled away from the spiritual realms and being human and all that. So that was a joy. I love seeing Not that I don't enjoy adults. Um, but most of the time the kids are just pure and you see it and you, you just, you, like you said, the forgiveness and how they are with things, but you know, that, that I mean, I have so many different stories. I had a kid who was a gen- and talking about the power of chiropractic because I remember I had a mom come in for pregnancy stuff. And then she had a kiddo who had some genetic disorder, which he can't stand. He's four years old. He can't stand. Can't well, He's got a tube. He's had like, I don't know how many surgeries. I can't I think it was like 12 or 14 at the time. Um, he's on antibiotics every other week. So real, real catastrophic story. And all of a sudden, Mom's like, can you help? And I'm, I'm very honest. I'm like, listen, all I know is this, the body does better without interference than it does with. And I can hold my whole life on that. <laughs> and so I was like, if you, if you want, we can start up, I could check them, see what's going on. And we can start the process. What was fascinating in this story is that here's a genetic issue. It's a chromosomal issue that usually this means this is what it is. And that's it. That's how they said it in the medical world. And a kiddo who has no large colon, um, always on antibiotics and all this stuff, his digestive was starting to improve. Um, his mood, I got to, he would smile more. He was nicer, more calmer to his sister and all that. And you just see these things. And it's just like, man, the power, when we talk about chiropractic unleashes more consciousness into an individual and creates more life. I've seen it in every aspect and kids are the easiest because they're the fastest to respond to it. And again, they can't, especially infants, they can't verbalize baby who's colic. How can they fake in two, three, three weeks to a month? No colic anymore, you know, or constipation in a couple of weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever it may be. It's not there anymore and they're happier and they're more vibrant. Um, 
yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, that was the part of me that I miss still being in the office. I haven't been in you know, almost a year now. And it's like, uh, December will make it a year. And I tell my wife, I'm like, eventually I will get back in. I don't know if I'm going to be the head person, you know, being in the office, but I want to have some sort of influence and movement. That was a vision of mine in chiropractic school, like to have offices to where they're, they stick to the principles of what really chiropractic is and really help focus from that deep level to whoever wants that kind of help. We could, that's what we do. Amazing. So amazing. It really is. Like it's, it's, it's just, we, like you had said, we, we really get into the like adultness, right. And like, we hang out with kids and you just realize, wow, like I want to be, we spend like our childhood, like wanting to be an adult. And then we become adults and we're like, damn, I wish I was a child again. Like they're just so pure. And like the little things, like they're just, I don't know. There's something about kids. They just like, they can just light you up like real fast. Well, and it's also, you know, I, I love that that kid said, I love you to you and your wife, because I've often said this, it's like, I love you is the kindest thing that we can say to anybody. And where we say it the least, you know, and I don't understand that because if you feel love for somebody, why do we feel scared to say that it should actually be such an accepted part of society of like, you know, I love you, you know, I'm in the, you know, the hugs and the the physical contact that we have really started to shy away from because of social media. And, you know, I think that's caused so much mental health, you know, especially in the last few years. And it's um, with the suicide rates and everything, which has been just so disheartening. And it's like, the answer to this is not drugs, it's love. It literally is love. And I don't understand how people don't see that. And you can just see that in a child in a chiropractor and it's like your energy of like loving energy and moving them is able to move them in the correct direction. And it all goes back to again, frequency and energy of love. It's like when you're lovingly touching somebody and lovingly moving their energy, it allows it to come out and then their frequency becomes more loving and they're able to express that. And I, you know, thank you for the work you do because you're really just helping people be who they are and embody that love frequency that we all have that is the same, but also unique to us in what we're, you know, our purpose and all of that. Um, but I love just, you know, again, and that's an, a testament to you that a kid is telling you that I love you because they don't lie. Yeah, they don't, <laughs> they don't, they're they don't. so honest and pure. Um, and they do really communicate with their eyes and they stare so deeply into your eyes. I feel like kids have seen me more than any adult ever has. <laughs> Uh, and it's like, you see my soul, like, wow, I feel so vulnerable, but like, so seen right now. Yeah. So, you know, amazing. Yeah. And I can also see how you would really miss that as well. Cause it's, it's just, yeah, that's gotta be rewarding in so many ways. I mean, we're asking you to be a kid all the time and, or at least I know hundred <laughs> percent, I can just be whatever. And the cool thing is just tapping in their imagination and what they're, what they see or how they see things. And they'll tell me stories and I'll be looking at the mom, like they say, and they're like, Oh, what they did. I'm like, who? Yeah, buddy. Tell me more about that. That is so exciting. You know? And it's just like, and, and some people like moms be like, you get so intrigued, but I'm like, I am, these are, these are, I go, we don't think this way anymore. I go, I work so hard to try to get into that state. I don't know if I can ever go back to that state or, or, or created in this realm, but I'm like, I'm just so intrigued by them that I always want them to share, you know, like I always say, we want to make kids, what we do is return them back to being healthy, happy, and vibrant. And I'm like, the key thing is I want to 
just instilled in them that that, that to never they're going to lose it in some way. It's part of the design of the game of being human, but to always from a neurological standpoint, don't not, not make that separation so hard so they can get back to it and access it when that time comes. Well, and that's essentially what you teach. Right? Isn't that yeah. funny? Yeah. <laughs> that's essentially what you do. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. Because kids have such, you know, vivid imaginations, but they're so present and they're, they know what they want. Again, there's, and this they know like, what they want when they're hungry. They want food when they like they're tired. They want their bed. They are, they are clear on their intention. Correct. They know. And that's, it's just some, like they having a newborn. It's so funny. Cause we'll know by her, what her noises are. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought this, I, I didn't think this was crazy. There was a woman from new, I think it's Australia or New Zealand. I can't remember. And she would say like, I know my baby's things by how she cries and just listening. And I remember a mom, I know some a colleague told me about that. And I was like, you know what? I, I go, that's, I think that's true. Now I was using intuition so I can kind of gauge it. Um, but then I was like, let me, now my mind's curious and I would listen and I'd be like, I feel like they're hungry. And now if some like, yeah, they're hungry. So if they're, I'm adjusting them, they're crying and it's getting worse and worse. I'm going, I think they're hungry. You want to feed them really quick. I just feel, and they're like, how did you, I'm like, I just, just based on what I feel. And they're like, you have kids? Nope. Don't have kids. Um, but it's funny because when you, now with my newborn, uh, it's, 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 we my wife and I are so tuned. We're like, yep, that's this, that's that, that's this, this is what she needs here. I'll bring her. She's tired. She's ready. How do you know? I'm like, she's tired. I could just tell. And you know, my wife's way more in tune than I am because she's around her a lot more. And she's, you know, she has more of that dominant, you know, women's brains are definitely wired totally different than men's are. Yeah. Um, yeah you women are more advanced just fyi i have no problem saying that as a, a, a you know uh they are you're, you're from a neurological standpoint you are more evolved than men are but i think that's also why like i could be around my daughter which i love being around but after a certain point i'm like i need a break like this is you know she's like you only been here for like three four hours i'm like i i i just need a i need to step away for a minute here um where she can be with her almost all day and be like i just love it and it just feeds her more and i'm like you're more advanced than i am you're wired different than me i'm like <laughs> doesn't mean i don't love my daughters just we're wired differently yeah but yeah yeah unless you're a left-handed man have you read that nobel prize it was in 1981 by um barry he but he was talking about the difference between men and women's brains but left-handed men's brains work like a woman's that's why they're usually effeminate is because it's how their brains and i all so my mom is like a masculine core she's more just masculine she always dates left-handed men always all of her boyfriends have been left-handed and it's so fascinating because it proves what this nobel prize by sperry um was talking about and there's a bunch of relationship coaches that talk about it and the first time i heard about it i was like no way but we've actually found that in our practice too that left-handed men function different than right-handed men because they have that more effeminate brain um, and, and it's really, it's, it's fascinating. The brain endlessly fascinates me and yeah. all the different, but, uh, yeah, with that kind of stuff, we really are wired completely differently. And I always tell women be patient with men. They have like boxes. They're yes. like, I'm in this box. I'm in this box. <laughs> like we're like, it's just like chaos all the time. We're like a plate of spaghetti, but just I feel noodles like if, everywhere. if people knew that more, we would have so much more patience for each other. We expect someone to be the same as us. And it's like, no, like it, it's, it's, it's actually different. So, and society doesn't teach that enough that, no. Hey, communication is key here of like, where are you at? What's happening in your brain? Because unfortunately, you know, full brain, brain, um, like telepathy hasn't really been a thing yet. Yeah, we're getting, I actually don't, I hope you I know. don't get there. I don't few, want to few know. generations maybe. <laughs> I agree with you there. Some of it's not, 
but no, it is true because like men, you know, just from our left brain dominance, for the most part, we, when you, when something's being shared, like this is just a black, you know, cup that I'm drinking out of. Right. So it's just a black cup. That's how we see it. A woman, because they have seven more connections, they have seven connections back and forth. They see the black cup and that means that, but then there's six other things that it means on top of it that they can, they associate it with the black and me, remember your favorite shirt you like, or your shoes. And it can relate to this or can remember it's, it's, it's just a whole different world. My, my mentor in neurology would always say like, he goes from a neurological perspective, men and women should not be together. We just shouldn't because the way our brains are wired, we're two different species. Yeah, he goes, but there is a way to connect because like, even like, here's an example, like in a relationship standpoint from, for, for, for left, I should say left brain dominant individuals. We're very, we're, our, that's where our language is. So we can speak how we feel to a certain degree, but since we're white brain weak, we don't really know what that feeling is because we can't understand it. Women or right brain dominant are the opposite. They feel, but the language is on the left side. So what happens is when they express how they feel, and you may have experienced this in an argument when in a relationship, if it, you know these types, you, the, the, I say woman, but right brain dominant individual is expressing how they feel, and then the left brain dominant individual comes back and says, "Well, this is," and they literally repeat exactly what they said. <laughs> no, you're not listening to me. I'm trying to tell you, and he's like, "I literally am saying the exact words you just said," because again, there's a, there's the, the, the disconnect there. So it's, it's right. funny to. Um, again, it's just how you change the terminology around. So tell me, wait, is that how you really feel? Like, what is it? What does it feel like show up, you know, and, um, like women need to express things most of the time men don't, you know, we're not that we're not expressive. We are in some ways, but, um, we don't, we just get to the point and let's just move on and let's go forth. Um, or a woman's like, I just need to express. And I just want to tell you how I, I don't care about, I don't need to fix. Right. And you always hear this men are fixers and women don't need to be fixed. They just want to be heard. Yeah. Um, those kind of things again it comes back to the brain and that's one of the some of the reasons why i love that i actually did i mean i knew that they you know the woman's brain or how it was explained to me it goes like this versus like linear yeah yeah it's just chaos (laughs) like feminine brain i just it's chaos right brain i guess yeah well but men like when you're expressing about they just get this blank look on their face (laughs) and they're like uh-huh. It's just wide-eyed, like, what do I do? Yeah. And you then know they- what helps with that is just tell them, like, if you're expressing something, they're just like, all right, what the heck? Give them a time. Say, so let me let, yeah. let me just explain something to you for five minutes. Oh, Man, yeah. guy will sit there and go, done deal. I'll listen Got for it, five, five minutes. minutes. Let's do this. I I do this. <laughs> yeah, they, they will look at the clock. They will. But it's one of those things, because again, it's left brain, right? Left brain is time. It's all those things. But you're telling them that Hey, I got, I'm going to share. Can I just share something for five minutes or whatever that is? 10 minutes. Then they can sit there and we're like, cool. I can hook on to that. That's 10 Challenge minutes. Accepted. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm here. Why? Yeah. Cause they know there's an end. Again, right. you're, you're appeasing the left brain. So right. I know there's an end. So I'll listen to you and I'm just going to, you know, just, they're just going to listen. And know you, it's just, and this comes from, uh, I think it was men versus men, men are from Mars, women are from Venus yeah. or why men of Mars yeah. collapse, collide or something like that. Um, and then he shared, I was looking at the research on this and I was like, that's fascinating. That's so cool. Um, so it's just simple things like that. Cause literally our brain, our brain is different. I believe men go from front to back, if I'm not mistaken, yep, uh, and women, women are more cross section. And then you have more bundles of nerves in the top front of your brain where we don't have that. So yeah. when you think about all that, there's, there's a whole different experience that a woman's having compared to what a male's having, um, just because of that, but men are, we are evolving. We're, you know, we're becoming more whole now. There's this whole movement, which I've been so happy to see finally. Cause actually when I get energy readings done, I remember when I first had an energy reading, it was by my spiritual teacher and she goes, 
She goes, you're, you're male, right? I was like, what does that mean? She's like, well, <laughs> you know, back then there wasn't all the, the gender roles and all the terminologies for them. Yeah. And, and I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, your energy is so feminine. I go, so she's like, you sure? You're, I'm like, nope, I am. Trust me, I'm male. I, I, I could tell you that I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good there. I'm totally since the day, birthday I was born. And then she's just like, it's just interesting because you have so much feminine energy in you. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know what the heck that means. Like, what does that mean? Um, but I understand later on. I mean, I was at first I was like trying to tie the pieces of my life together. I was like, well, I was my mom was always around. My dad was always working because he worked from three to 11. So I never really saw him much. I go, I was around a lot of girl cousins and I have a lot of aunts. All my aunts are pretty much most of my the aunts that came around were all women. So I was really on women all my life. So I was like, maybe that's what did it. Again, that's what my left brain was trying to do. But I appreciate it now because as I get older and now there's this whole masculine thing about we need to be more vulnerable and this. And I'm like, no wonder I didn't get along with guys growing up because mm-hmm. it was all I was easy to get into my emotions. And that was not something you do. And right. so. I digress, but anywho. Well, no, I mean, it's super important. And we're seeing like the rise of the divine right now. The divine feminine is stepping back in and and in a positive aspect because there was this like toxic femininity of like, well, I can do what a man can do. And this kind of polarization of just kind of suppressing men. And, you know, we're really starting to see like the divine feminine rising of saying like, well, no, like we want you to be vulnerable. We want you to step in, but we also want you to still provide and like, still be there in a masculine essence. And it's really a quite beautiful thing that we're starting to see like kind of evolve and like open up. Um, Because I know at least in my generation or our generation, I should say, um, the men are very, they're, they're like, I don't want to hurt your feelings or I don't want to like do something that you thought you could do, you know, and they're starting to be more vulnerable. And it's, um, it's really exciting to see this like rise of the masculine again i'm like yay we like masculine we want well, strong men that yeah, can like, be vulnerable and step in right the divine um the you divine. know truly embody like masculinity but also be there for that chaotic feminine brain because you know it's crazy <laughs> as you know 100 <laughs> percent, totally with you yeah i'm loving to see the movement it's been great and um, i'm looking forward to seeing it because we're all returning back to wholesome at yes, the end of right. the day, that's what, that's oh, just man. what's happening, and that's our wholeness. And uh, I'm just excited to see that, and it's it's a very exciting times. Yeah, it really it really is. It's really great. Uh, last question: Do you like, do you see a big difference in like how you coach men and women because of how um, the brains work, or is it really just it's so specialized with each person that that doesn't even come into play? Do you think? Yeah, I would say it's more individualized. I mean, there are, there are cues I can use, like, you know, like women, you know, if they're sharing something that's bothering them, I'll sit and listen a little bit more. Men, they yeah. just want to get to the quick fix and move forward. I mean, I'll use those things to if it's needed, because those are, those are communication pieces of understanding what how they want me to communicate back. But uh, it's very individualized. I'm very like I've trusted. I've gotten to a point where I've got I'm I'm getting more out of my head on a lot of things and just letting my intuition guide me. Uh-huh. And and it's that has has led me in the right direction for the most part. I mean, there's times where even with a, a, a male, I'll go blabbing on sometimes like, man, I'm talking too much. And he's like, no, you said so many things I needed at that point. I'm like, all right, cool. That meant something. All right. Like I was like, I was going off on a tangent. I didn't know if I was. And he's like, no, that tangent is what I needed to hear. And I was like, yeah. all right, just keep with the intuition. Stop getting in your head. Yeah. yeah. That's that divine channel. Again, we all have it when we start to go into those. Yeah. I've actually learned to trust mine a lot more too. Cause I'll just go off. I'll be like, wow, I just went on a tangent. But that person's looking at me like, what, how did you, what? I needed like, oh, all of that. I guess that yeah. was like, so the important. divine just kind of coming through me. Cause 
I don't even remember what I said a lot of times. So I'll just have snippets of it. So I love that that's actually happening to other coaches too. Wow. That's great. Vic, this was amazing. Yeah, it was. We appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have you back on again if we will, you know, want to in the future come back on, maybe, I don't know, talk about plant medicine in the brain or whatever, um, whatever is intriguing to you. But I would love for you to tell your audience, um, our audience, listeners, how if they are interested in business coaching with you or mindset coaching, um, how to get a hold of you, Instagram, all that stuff. Of course, it will be in the show notes, but I also want you um, to ex- them to hear it from you. Yeah, my hub is my website, empowerurality.com. I, I got offer a free discovery call. So if this resonates with you uh, from a coaching perspective, definitely connect. Um, I do it just to get to know you better and then also see if I'm the person who can help you. Um, I got some free resources. It literally says free resources under my tab. I got like a free ebook on the power of visualization. Um, and then social media wise, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. So on the bottom left corner of my website, you can get access to all that. Um, connect with me. If you have questions, reach out. Love hearing from people. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Vic, for having, uh, for being on and we look forward to having you again. Thank you. This was a lot of fun guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. And make sure that you follow us at synchronicity underscore sisters on Instagram, along with synchronicity 222 on Instagram. That's our business page. It's a little more professional. And then of course, please subscribe to us on Apple podcasts and, or on Spotify. We are on all major platforms. And then, of course, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and review the show for that. Other people that are out there searching for a new podcast to listen to. We hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you guys all soon. Bye. Bye.